To fill me in. 27 dead bodies all shot in the head. And only one survivor. Both Conley would be a hero. What does that mean? The Traveler. There are powers far darker than that of man. Forces far deadlier than I or you could even possibly comprehend. There are portals back and forth from one realm to the other. The problem is sometimes the portals don't close once they're open. If I don't leave here within the next 90 minutes, we are all going to be dead. Joining me today on Moving Radio is a guest that's having their film featured as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival. Uh, the guest in question is Mike Mendez, and he's on the show today because we're talking about Satanic Hispanics. It is a fantastic anthology film that he's a part of as being a co-director, producer, and as well as doing editing on some of the pieces of this anthology. It screens as part of Cuff on Saturday, April 22nd at the perfect time, 9.45 p.m., and uh, for those of you that like a little bit of blood in the daytime, you can check it out on Thursday, April 27th at 4 p.m. as well, uh, which I'm sure will still have a good crowd. You're in the dark. It's still scary and fun. You can also find out more about Calgary Underground Film Festival and get tickets for either one of these screenings at calgaryundergroundfilm.org because all screenings are happening at the Globe Cinema in Calgary. Mike, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited about the screening. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I have a very good memory of Calgary. They've been nothing but okay. kind to me. Uh, you know, Brenda's wonderful, uh, and uh, you know, she was kind enough to start the the festival ten years ago, actually, uh, with Big Ass Spider, one of my films, and and it was the opening night movie, and they threw a spider party, and uh, ever since then, it's it's uh, you know become one of my favorite festivals. So that's so funny because I was like, I think you were at South by with that as well too, with Big yes, Ass Spider, correct. Wasn't it? yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was at South by at on that year. Uh -huh. And then uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm not shameless enough, Mike. I should have brought up my DVD copy of Big Ass Spiders that I have downstairs. All good, all good. No <laughs> worries. We appreciate you supporting yeah. it either way. So you at least got a couple of my dollars, and you'll get a couple more with Satanic Hispanics as well. Excellent, hopefully. excellent, excellent. <laughs> yes. No, I'm very excited for people to see the movie. You know, it's kind of, it, you know, it's it's sort of been on a little festival tour, and we have a little window here before it comes out. Uh, all, all over North America, in Canada, and uh, the U.S. and Mexico on September 15th, I believe, is probably the date it's going to be. So, Fantastic. I think this will work very well around the fall when people are itching for uh, kind of horror stuff. Well, yeah. it's amazing that we get like a, a preview so early ahead of time in Calgary uh, to be able to check out this film. I really enjoy anthology films, even though a lot of times it, it seems like sometimes those are films that horror films ha have to seek out. Or that, you know, the hardcore are definitely into it because they're always looking for different directors to look for. And we'll kind of get into like the idea of why anthologies. But before we do that, um, you kind of do one of the segments in there that you directed yourself is called The Hitchhiker. And it's kind of that bookend, which means, you know, it's linking all these ideas together because one of your characters in it is telling the stories. Right, right. Every single one of these are. Look, it's a lot to talk about. There's like five different short films here. So sure. we don't expect you to give us everything away. But like, let's look at this as like, this is the uh, the flights of beer, if you okay. will, satanic Hispanic. So just we just get a little taste, if you'd like, 
about uh, the films themselves. Okay, sure. Uh, so yes, my my uh, episode is is the Traveler, and that's kind of the wraparound segment uh, that links all of them together, as you said. And that was, you know, uh, I I feel wraparounds are very important, and I feel it's a bit of a lost art form in a lot of anthologies. Nothing against them; everyone's got a different style or or thing. But you know, I think they're often kind of just loosely put together with a, a like a maybe a small framing device. And it was my opinion and it's my thought that I, I don't know. I feel that the the wraparound is sort of everything. You know, I feel that that's our, our entry point in, into the story. This explains why these stories are linked. And hopefully if, if, and, and we could have done a better job. It's difficult when we're in different countries uh, all over the world, you know, and hopefully you could kind of link them all together so that they're, they're, it, it kind of becomes one piece. And then mine uh, opens it uh, is all the middle segments and then, and then closes it as well. And we felt, I felt at least, and, and Alejandro, who, who's my, my creative partner on this, um, you know, we felt that like, well, let, let's not just do a wraparound let's make a wraparound be as important if not more important than the stories you know so so we kind of went with that and so mine is uh you know the, the traveler which is a story about a a mysterious man that is that is found at the the uh site of a slaughterhouse from a from a cartel the night before and uh they want to know why he's the only one that he's alive and he begins to tell why he is alive uh and uh and and then we go into into our stories because he explains that there's a lot that we don't understand in this world there are magic and myths and all sorts of things in these strange lands uh and then we we go into uh our next story which is uh Demian Rugna who did an amazing film uh from Argentina called Terrified which I recommend highly and I was just a, a fan of his and if I was you know as we were thinking of Latino filmmakers we wanted to work with you know he was certainly at the at the top of the list and he does a very cool a uh, short film that is about it again it's an odd thing but it's cool how, how we did it it's about a, a a rubik's cube champion who inadvertently opens a doorway to another dimension and uh, there are bad things on the other side of that dimension so uh so and he kicked the shit out of it it's amazing it was awesome i i think he did awesome and then we kind of go for uh you know a bit of a change of uh of pace uh and go towards a more comedic side and uh, Ed Sanchez of the Blair Witch Project uh, brings us El Vampiro, which is sort of Martin Scorsese's After Hours meets what we do in the shadows, you know, and it's kind of a, a, a wacky um, trip as the sun comes up on a Halloween night. And then uh, we follow that uh, back to the more serious gore, kind of an intense one from Gigi Guerrero called Nahuales. And most of these stories are based on myths and legends of latin america that's kind of the whole idea behind it and uh, Gigi decided to tell the story of nahualas which are kind of like mexican werewolves kind of like shapeshifters so she tells a story about that and that one was shot in, in uh in mexico and then uh, we come back around to alejandro bruges who is the director of uh, juan of the dead as well as another anthology one of the directors of nightmare cinema and he uh, brings the hammer of zanzibar which is a crazy I don't know, Tarantino meets Raimi mashup about a friend meeting an old friend that might not be who she says she is. And uh, they got a, some issues to hash, uh, hash around. And then we bring it all back to the traveler and, and kind of close it from there. So, so yeah, that, that, those are the, the five filmmakers and those are the, the five shorts uh, that, that we did this time. 
Yeah, well, I got to say, Mikey, you might have said you weren't in practice, but you've beautifully summarized all of this. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> you've given all the perfect selling points. This is this is like, I just give you a gold producer star. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yes. For, for being like, I got it so succinctly. I feel like anybody in the audience is like at least three or four things they'd be able to connect with to, to make them go out and see the film. I hope so. You know, I mean, again, it was it was very important to me that, you know, first off, there there aren't any Latino anthologies, so it hadn't been done before. So that was that was one of the, the big appeals. We, I, you know, anthologies are hit and miss, as we all know. And and for me, at least this is my second one that I that I produced. I did one called Tales of Halloween about seven years ago. I kind of think there's an art form to it. And and I've, I have not perfected it. But I, I love working with other filmmakers. And it's working in tandem with other filmmakers. And so we wanted to find storytellers that were kind of in sync with the type of movies that, that we want to make and the type of stories we want to tell. And also, you know, we don't, know so much about latin america the way it's it's portrayed in television and movies is that it's all cartel stories it's all kidnappings and uh it's all uh uh what is the other uh border crossing stories we were like we don't want to tell that that's covered you know i don't know shit about the the legends of venezuela i don't know anything about the 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 gods and monsters of cuba uh but every country has them and everyone every bit of latin america has their own unique mythology and it's never been explored we still are just you know scratching the surface on the tip of the iceberg here about how much lore there is in latin america and so it just felt like an interesting thing that that hadn't been done before and i'm excited to do it and i hope i'm who knows i would love to to keep exploring it you know so yeah that's one of the things i was going to lead into next is this idea that you know had you pressed me and asked me and been like well is this the first time this has ever been done i would i would have assumed no right? right so that's the unfortunate part but what you just were talking about is this idea of like that there is a treasure trove of incredible latin american folklore that is not just within this anthology simply but could go on and on and tell so many other different stories. There's Absolutely. maybe been a few things that have come out in the last few years that kind of touch on it, but maybe not as much as it possibly could be. So let's get into that a little bit more about what drew you into the fact of like, yes, we want to have Latin American directors, but let's keep it, you know, grounded in some ways into like our own folklore and all those different things, because people would just assume that like, you know, South America operates under one, you know, exactly uh, banner and i'm like no 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 there's big Not differences between each one of these countries the dialects the accents the food mm -hmm. the culture it, it's all different you know especially the further you go you know from mexico to peru i mean that that's that's quite a a, a, a that's a, quite a distance and, and quite a lot of land covered and so you know the lore the legends uh the people you know changed the the different areas were conquered by different settlers central america versus versus south america i think there there's kind of a there was just kind of a rich thing to play with there and again i still think we're just just kind of beginning it but also uh there, we also just felt that there was just a lot of great latin american filmmakers out there so it's just sort of like look there's all these things we've never touched upon well, what if you guys you know we respect you as filmmakers you have creative license to kind of do whatever you want to tell about your your story and your land and and so everybody kind of kind of did that and and uh and went that way so 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 yeah so i don't know there was a lot of motivation to do it i think another thing was uh one of the motivating factors was there was an open letter that was written uh in to, to the 
to the studios from uh, people like uh, John Leguizamo and Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, and uh, Rita Moreno, just, you know, um, lots of Latino actors kind of put their voice out, kind of going, hey, California, the U.S., certainly California is like 40% Latino. Why is there only about 4% that is actually working behind the camera and very few in front of the camera as well? And so that that did kind of become a thing and kind of a challenge of like, hey, yeah, just because we're celebrating the culture, because we're celebrating the different lands and, and you know, and the different directors, let's open it up beyond just director and actors uh let's try it and and look it, it it takes a village right it's not like we had an all latino cast and crew but really try to push for diversity you know really try to like hey let, let's try to have a, a latino uh dp or a production designer and it again it, it's we're in los angeles it took all sorts of people to to make the film but it, it just felt like kind of a nice thing to do uh to celebrate our cultures with with you know with a, a lot of our fellow latinos so so that that was fun and just it was a nice opportunity to do that and i don't know that i'll ever get to do it again so so uh it felt like let, let's let's really go for it so i really hope that's not the case mike <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you it's a sad statement at that point if that's the case the film that we're discussing today is the horror anthology maybe you want to say it's a latino uh, folklore anthology maybe there we go. that too sure. uh satanic hispanics which is uh you know great alliteration in the title but i don't know that everything is about satan so you know if that scares you don't let it please uh, right, the sure. film yeah. is part of the calgary underground film festival come see it on saturday april 22nd at 9 45 p.m or thursday april 27th at 4 p.m at the calgary underground film festival or as mike has alluded to and we'll talk again about a little bit later there are other ways you're going to be able to see this probably in september and further on mike you uh you dabbled in so many different areas of being the filmmaker you've worked on an anthology before this but not one like this obviously i can only imagine how many more balls in the air that you're juggling when you're doing an anthology. And maybe that's misguided by me because it feels like instead of one project where you're kind of like maybe director producer on, maybe even writer at some point, um, at least you're just dealing with that one full story with this sure. one, you get different filmmakers. Sometimes it's happening concurrently. So how do you deal with that as a producer on something like an anthology? It's it's a it's a give and take that there are certain responsibilities that of course you don't have making your own thing, but in a lot of ways you have a team, you have a built-in team that you don't need to worry about nearly as much. And so one of the things we did, largely out of out of out of respect to the filmmaker, because we didn't, you know, once we we've chosen. Basically, once we've chosen you and and we know what you want to do, you know, basically, you don't even have to have a full script. You know, we want to have complete and total faith. And so really, it's a matter of just sort of funding it, sending the money over there and being, you know, helpful, however they are. But that was sort of the fun is that we sent I, I never stepped foot in Argentina. You know, I would have loved to, but uh, we just kind of funded it and they made the movie over there and, and sent it back. Uh, same was true with with Mexico, with with, uh, with Gigi. You know, the, some of them we did do together, both the Hammer of Zanzibar and the Traveler. Uh, we did shoot in Los Angeles concurrently, um, you know, back to back, basically, and used a lot of the same crew. And then uh, Ed Sanchez is in Maryland. And so he was able to, to do that. So. I think, you know, part of the reason I think that the anthology packs more punch than your average low budget indie film is because a you have you have more passion not not necessarily you personally but you have 
five directors that have passion, hopefully, God willing, uh, that, that, that share that passion of like, I want to, you know, I, I encourage a certain a small amount of friendly rivalry that you want to make the best one, you know, like kick our ass, like <laughs> get out there, like, like show, show, show us what you can do it. And please, by all means, try to make the best one, you know? And, and so, um, so that's great to have that kind of enthusiasm. And it's different when, you're shooting for four days as opposed to 18 days or, you know, or whatever, sadly, it's sometimes like as low as 14 or 15 uh, on low budget shoots. But, you know, when you're, when you're doing four days, um, you know, it's easier to get favors, you know, it's easier to like, Hey, it doesn't pay much, but it's only four days, you know, or, or actors, you know, of like, look, it's not, it's not a big role or it's not a, you know, not a big time commitment. It's only four days or whatever, or three days, depending on what the actor is. So, so, you end up, and especially with with the five filmmakers, God willing, again, passion is key. You have to make sure it's filmmakers that care. If everyone's trying to do the best that they can, then then now you have five filmmakers trying to pull all of their favors together and trying to uh, make the best thing we can. And ultimately, it, it becomes bigger than the sum of its parts, you know, because now now we have all these kind of enthusiastic people and all these crew members and hey we're doing this and we're and everybody's excited and kind of goes off in their own direction and then then they send it to me and we bring it all back together again and kind of glue it at the at the you know in the last hour you know uh and so yeah so again it, it, i love working with other filmmakers that's also part of the other appeal for me it's like i i think it's fun you know it's just interesting to watch how other filmmakers think or work or how they approach things it's just it's just kind of a nice side to be on that's different than you know you directing because you understand where they're coming from and you want to support them and you want and you want them to make the best thing that they can make it behooves all of us i also it's it's a balance and thankfully i have a lot of filmmaker friends and i'm not going to say every i knew everybody um going into this but everyone was either a friend or a friend of a friend and i and i feel that's important too to kind of know these people are cool. They're not, they're not going to, they're not going to make my life miserable. They're not going to, they're not going to screw me over somehow. So I think that's part of it too, is that just finding filmmakers you like both their work and hopefully as people, you know. One of the things that always interests me about creating a project like this is I know there are certain things where maybe I think it was ABC's of death almost kind of like says, Oh, uh, if you would like to submit, please feel right. free to do that. And then, then they kind of call from, it's almost like a festival programming itself, but an anthology film. This sure. is not the case with what you're doing. So um, do you feel like there is a certain level of like, how do I compose this all together as a film? How do I totally make it work? Because you don't want every film to be the same. It's great right. to have that variation. So this is almost kind of like, you know, a cinematic mixtape based it, on a theme, right? It's so it, Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it's a, trick to a you know coming up with the concepts important getting the filmmakers important and then there's just the fingers crossed here we go and, and hope for the best you know because obviously as we know from many anthology and i'm not saying that this one is probably not different is that they're they're not they're not all gold right you know you, you get one that might not be as strong as the other i i really try to minimize that i really work hard to try to like i, I don't i don't want to have that one that goes like what the fuck is that and and that did not happen here mike that did oh, not good, happen good. i'm ha very happy to hear that but I'm just but telling yeah, you and it's especially tricky tonally because you want to keep movies that are similar but not the same and and still all kind of play in the same pool but not a, a, a kung fu western would feel out of out of care you know out of place you know so it's all about like 
you, you know, trying to find stories that that all, all kind of kind of work. But again, a lot of it is because I believe so much in giving freedom to the filmmaker. It's about finding the right filmmaker, you know, because I think that that is kind of key to, to the sensibility of it all. And I think we got lucky on this one. You know, we'll see how it goes if there's an, another one. You know, but again, I, I think also once one exists, there's a model set and there's a precedent set. So I feel and I would like to even focus it even tighter on the next one and, and be even more of like, okay, very specific myths of, of this region or whatever. Uh, so, so we'll see how it goes, but, but uh, you know, it, it is a challenge, but again, it's a, it's a delight to work with other filmmakers. Like working with Alejandro is, is just an absolute joy. He's, you know, now my writing partner and, and we just have, you know, it's nice when you find good creative partners. It's great. Again, we talked about, you know, the festival process is important to kind of go through and and get uh, maybe a certain level of publicity and to get the film seen and kind of word of mouth and things like that. But uh, we talked about it earlier before, Mike, is that this is actually going to see a theatrical release a little bit later on. Talk just a little bit about what the end of that cycle is after the festival run, which could take months a lot of times for films, Absolutely. right? I mean, we, we, premiered, and, uh, we premiered last year, actually, at Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in September. Montreal. Yeah. So, uh, no, no, no. That's uh, Fantasia. But I hope mm. we get to play Fantasia. That's up to That's them. in Austin. Sorry. Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we premiered Fantastic Fest, which was great. Uh, but that was kind of the end of the year. And then most of the time you, you sell it fairly early and, and you know, and your festival run could very be very short. You know, uh, for most, most movies that we played with uh, at Fantastic Fest are now out. But because ours is kind of specific and it's a certain market and it's a certain thing the distributors felt it was probably better to wait till uh hispanic heritage month which isn't till this september so it was a year from the point we pro uh you know premiered it to it showing but it kind of said well hey if we're not showing for that long then then i i, I haven't traveled in a long time i miss calgary you know i kind of started pushing uh the festival run a little bit more so like this week we're playing uh belgium uh the the, the uh, brussels international film festival uh fantasy film festival of course uh panic of course uh cuff and uh and calgary and then uh, panic fest so we're still trying to get out there uh because again word of mouth is important and it's the part that does scare me is that yes we are we are coming out in theaters. We're coming out in 800 theaters all over North America, but it's a daunting task. Getting awareness is is important. So uh, that's why I feel awareness even now, even at this level on the, on the, on the festival stage, is important. I want you know, hopefully, want people aware of the film, talking about the film, telling their friends about the film, so it's something to look forward to. Uh, and then uh, you know, and then September, hopefully people hit it it's an interesting time and we're inspired by movies like terrifier 2 or skin of marink or even not that i hear it's not so good but but even uh, the the winnie the pooh uh blood and honey movie is <laughs> these are these are small tiny independent films that have been making a mark in theaters because we're just at a different time where theaters actually kind of want some diverse content because everything is streaming because you know there's so much premiering on netflix or amazon or whatever that you know it's actually nice so like hey we have things that that streaming doesn't have so there's an opportunity it's also um you know going after a market that that isn't really gone after usually who happen to be the biggest uh fans of genre uh both black and latinos are you know make up a huge uh huge percentage of the, of the audience for genre films you know so we kind of have the like hey we made a a, a, 
well, we made a film for everybody, but certainly something that that is interesting to that of, of, you know, if you're from Cuba, if you're from El Salvador or whatever, I think it might be interesting to them to say, hey, you know, we're, we're representing uh, our people, we're representing our culture, uh, please come out and support us. So we hope that will happen, who knows, but, you know, the trick is going to be uh, getting the word out to to uh, people that it exists and, and why we should do it. So we have a, a daunting task ahead of us, but again, I'm excited for the opportunity. I'm glad somebody's taking the chance to do it, no matter what, that that's a, a win in itself, you know, so. Well, I know for myself, I think that that was the most important hook when I heard about this a while ago, because I think it was probably from Gigi Guerrero's probably following her on social media and stuff that I started hearing about this. And that's what got me is the fact that I'm like, Oh man, I don't hear enough about this. I'm right. like, this excites me. If it was like just five Halloween tales, I'd be like, sure. I'm interested. Sure. Absolutely. But it doesn't yeah. pique my interest the same way that that kind of that cultural touchstone actually makes me want to go see it. That's so great. I think that's, that's awesome. kind of the key. Hopefully I think. So you want to see the cup friends because Mike's going to be there. We're going to have some drinks. Hopefully, we'll go get some dim sum. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to get so much more into detail about the film. I wanted to keep it kind of thinly veiled and, and let Mike kind of talk about what he wants. But I've seen the full thing, and I think it's fantastic. I think audiences are going to love it uh, on a lot of different levels. Saturday, April 22nd is when you're going to be able to see Mike at 9.45 p.m. at the Globe Cinema as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival. Go to calgaryundergroundfilm.org to find out more about the tickets. Mike, here's your last shot to kind of uh, maybe if you want to shout out any of the social media. If people happen to be listening to this maybe after the screening has happened and they're still curious about the film itself, uh, how can they find out more? I guess the best thing would be either uh, follow uh, the production company, Epic Pictures, uh, which is, at, I believe, is at Epic Pictures. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Madman Mendez. And of course, Gigi Guerrero, Horror Guerrero, uh, or at Horror Guerrero, all over the social medias. She's always a fun follow. At Sanchez on the mic would be uh, Ed Sanchez. Uh, and uh, and Demian is is in there too, and, and Alejandra as well, but they're they're a little less active on, on social media, but but we're all we're all on there. So so uh but soon, soon you will be able to, to go to an at Satanic Hispanics film. I the audience can't see it, but you have a a lovely young friend there uh, yes, who's, my, who's been snuggling husband. you the entire time during the interview, but it's been incredibly quiet. Is this a travel companion, Mike, or is your uh, dog he's not, he's not coming. He's not coming to, to, to Calgary, unfortunately. I'm going to have to get a, a, a sitter for, uh, and this is a dog we're talking about in case people yes. are getting weird Dalai Lama ideas <laughs> or something like that. You know, uh, this is my, my new puppy, Hitchcock. And uh, he, he is a delight. He's a little, you know, I'm surprised he's quiet because he's a little rambunctious. And I think I kept him quiet because he was chewing on my hand uh, the majority of the interview. So uh, so I'm happy to have it back. And uh, I think we're going to go on a walk next. So it's going to be exciting. Well, uh, Hitchcock could just be breaking hearts up here. That's absolutely. All. Oh, no, Hitchcock's you, a cutie. Yeah, you get, you'd get minimized. It'd be a lot of dog talk. <laughs> exactly. Totally. totally. I, I thought of a movie called The Curse of the Werepug. <laughs> about a hug that gets bit by a werewolf. <laughs> I, I feel like this is maybe, rife for for sequels. Yes, maybe maybe Hitch Hitch will uh, will be a star one day. So, <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Well, thank you very much for for everything, and uh, thank you so much. So happy you enjoyed the film, and thanks for promoting yeah. it. We appreciate it. Yeah, Mike. Thank you for your time and for the film.